Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the July 17th edition of Rubber Guard Radio. I am your host, Casey. I am flying solo cholo. Uh, no Alex Saint tonight. Uh, Alex has uh, gotten tied up. So, uh, yeah, it's just me. And uh, we're gonna. this is going to be strictly MMA, I guess. Well, you know what? No, we'll talk about pro wrestling as well. Uh, we're going to have a few callers. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, we'll have phone lines open all night. You know, we'll talk about pretty much anything you want. Area code 347-215-7946. You know, it doesn't, you know, we can talk about, you know, uh, Saturday's uh, Affliction pay-per-view, which is stacked, and uh, the UFC Fight Night 14, which looks pretty good, too, uh, top to bottom, even the dark fights. Um, This weekend, uh, for those that are in Northern California, Friday night, uh, Jeff from Wrestle Warehouse and SoCal Pro Wrestling and myself will be in attendance in Newark, California, outside of Hayward, uh, for the Big Time Wrestling Show. Uh, You can... Get your tickets at btwrestling.com. Let me see. The Ballard Brothers will be there. Uh, Puma will be in the house, as well as uh, Jason Stiles and the rest of the uh, big-time wrestling crew. It should be a fun show. Kirk Kirk White puts on a a pretty fun show. Um, And then on Sunday, um, I will be up in Sacramento for Supreme Pro Wrestling. and uh, that will be spwrestling.com or spwrestling.com. Uh, that's going to be fun show. Um, come on up, say hi, and, uh, you know, it, it should be a blast. Uh, come on up, say hi. I'll be in attendance in that one. I'll be running a gimmick table. Uh, so come and buy uh, Lucha Masks or SoCal Pro Wrestling DVDs or whatnot. Uh, we're waiting for uh, our callers to call in. So, um this uh, episode of Rubber Guard Radio is brought to you by our sponsors, FogCityWrestling.com. Uh, Fog City will be launching localized TV on August 1st, so keep your eyes peeled to their website and for all the information on that. And the other sponsor would be SoCal, or uh, excuse me, would be uh, WrestleWarehouse.com. You can get uh, all your DVD needs, uh, Lucha Libre masks, T-shirts, um, all kinds of different stuff. Just uh, search the site, and we have some. Uh, big plans that are taking place this weekend and we will announce uh, live on the air um, this coming Tuesday about those plans and what they entail and whatnot. Um, I strongly suggest you uh, check out SoCalProWrestling.com and you can get their DVDs as well at WrestleWarehouse.com. Any of the 2008 shows, uh, they were just off the hook amazing, Uh, just really good stuff. 
you know, all the shows this year, Adam Pierce, uh, SoCal Crazy, Chimera, The Ballards, Ricky Mandel, all these guys have been tearing it up down there in San Diego all year. Uh, just fun stuff. I, I can't say enough. Um, I mean, I, I put I put the company over till I'm blue in the face. Not not because Jeff, you're my friend, but because it is a hell of a company, and you know, just the 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 work is, you know, just just amazing stuff. All right. So, um, wow. What about Rampage Jackson? Can you believe that guy? Rampage Jackson has lost his fucking mind. Um, just unbelievable. You know, the guy, you know, felony hit run and evading arrest and all this fun shit. What a fucking dummy. Um, I can't believe him. Now, let's see. <sighs> he was uh, also arrested a second time. He was picked up again uh, today uh, for what it looks like is uh, endangering himself or others or whatever, but... Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's see what uh, the Wrestling Observer Figure 4 Online has to say about uh, the former UFC light heavyweight champion. Okay, here we go. It says, Quentin Jackson was pulled over this afternoon, taken to police headquarters after a car accident near Newport Beach, California. He's been charged with felony hit-and-run, reckless driving, and felony evading arrest. Oof. According to Costa Mesa Police, an officer observed him driving with a flat tire and talking on his cell phone and attempted to pull him over. He ignored the officer and continued driving with the officer in pursuit. Police had received a report of a vehicle with his photo on it, dumbass, involved in a collision on the 55 freeway in Costa Mesa that struck other vehicles and fled the scene. Jeez. He's out on a $250,000 bail. Unbelievable. I, I don't know, you know, it was it's been rumored that, you know, he was under the influence from uh pain medications and, and other things. Um those are strictly rumors. Uh I, I can't, you know, answer or say what they are. Um honestly I, I don't know. I'm not his lawyer, I'm not Dana White. Um honestly I, I couldn't tell you, you know, what was really going on with him. Um but you know he he took this loss to uh to Forrest Griffin, you know, very, very, very hard. And uh also uh you know, Forrest did hurt his leg with those sick, sick leg kicks. So I, I think that may have, you know, been part of the problem. Um I'm I'm looking over the lineup tonight for uh T N A Impact. Looks like uh they aren't using any of the CMLL guys, so or the Japan guys. That kind of sucks. But they have Petey Williams and Kaz for the exhibition title. Um, I'm not sure if Kaz is going to go over in that one or not, but that should be good. Uh, other than that, you know, it's just you know crap. You know, the usual TNA bullshit. Um, I tell you guys, go out of your way to watch all of uh, the 2008 World X Cup TNA. Um, that was just some good stuff. All the way through the 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 uh, Cybernetico and the Ultimate X were fun. It was just a, an insane, insane tournament. It was just fun stuff. Okay, we have um the Thiago Alves Diego Sanchez match that was set for ten eighteen in Birmingham, England will not be taking place on the show. 
Tiago Silva against Leota Machida will take its place. Huh. Leota's not getting a title shot yet. That's kind of kind of interesting. I guess they're going to throw him one more fight and then give him a title fight. How how can you deny Leota Machida, you know, a title fight honestly? You know, it, I don't know how the hell you can do that. I mean, the guy, you know, he's undefeated. He wins. I mean, sure it might not be that exciting, but you know, the guy comes through. Um also, uh, those of us here, you know, Rubber Guard Radio would like to send out congratulations to Mr. Randy Orton. Um, he announced today that his wife, Samantha, gave birth this past Saturday to a daughter, Alan Marie Orton, 8 pounds, 10 ounces. Um, congratulations, Randy and Samantha. Hopefully um, your baby comes, you know, is healthy and, you know, you know, just uh, basically congratulations. Uh, running down more of the um, news that here I got from Figure Four Online slash WrestlingObserver dot com, uh, the Undertaker will be at the Affliction Show on Saturday in Anaheim, and he's also going to be at the company after party at the Grove of Anaheim. So go out and see the Taker. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Not much news wise. Wow, there's a there's a poll on on the Figure Four uh, website. Who will win, uh, Fedor Emelianenko or Tim Sylvia? Fedor won the poll, 78.3% to 21.7%. That's unbelievable. Um, we'll, we'll we'll get into this discussion later, but um, yeah, that's kind of kind of uh, we're really not giving uh, Sylvia the you know not quite the the respect, but you know he should. Uh, he should have, you know, at least a, a shot at uh, making it. So, um, let's see here. Wow. Developmental Territory Florida Championship Wrestling. TV taping for tonight have sold out. Uh, the building holds 235 people. Matt and Jeff Hardy appear at the next taping. Flair, Cena, and Jericho were there tonight. They won't be making, they won't be wrestling, but they'll be making appearances. Um, let's see. that are in the San Diego area um, on Sunday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Lucha Libre Gourmet Taco Shop, which is awesome. Uh, SmackdownTacos.com is the website. Uh, The address is 1810 West Washington Street in San Diego. For more info, 619-296-TACO. You need to go to this place. This place is really, really neat. And uh, they have all kinds of Lucha masks and all kinds of different stuff going on there. Um, yeah, they're having an autograph session with El Eo Del Cicadelico, so that means uh, Cicadelico is working the Lucha Libre International, or Independent International, the LII show this Sunday for uh, Oscar, who's a friend of the show and um, also a friend of uh, Jeff's, and I'd like to welcome to the show my co-host for the evening, Mr. Ed in San Antonio. Eduardo, good evening. Hey, what's going on, Keezy? How you doing? Oh, Relaxing, brother. It's going to be a nice, chill show tonight. We're not going to have any guests. We're just going to just going to relax, and we're going to talk some MMA. Now, what happened to your boy Rampage? 
Oh, man, I have no idea, man. That fool just freaked out or something. Dude, he must be on some serious kind of, like, drugs or something because that, he just went insane, dude. He's got to be on some kind of killer gimmick. I mean, considering the leg kicks that he took in that fight, brother, you know, <laughs> those they yeah. were sick. I mean, they made him buckle. You know. Yeah, I mean, for for you not to be for for you not to notice that you're being chased by police while you're wrecking in the cars and going down the wrong way and and uh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be on some serious mental. I mean, I, I don't. I, it might have been more than painkillers. He might be on some like what do you call it, some of that some mental pills, you know, for like real mental problems or something. You never know. Well, see, you you really shouldn't mix psychological drugs with painkillers. It's just really not a good mix. Unless you're doing it, you know, properly with your physicians, you know, giving you the proper doses. But I would know nothing about that. So, <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm going to ask you, Ed, are you going to order the Affliction pay-per-view on on Saturday? Uh, I'm going to be totally honest with you. No, I'm not going to order the pay-per-view. I'm going to see if I can find the stream and watch it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. In other words, I was. I my my point is, which show? Would you go out of your way to see first? That that oh, well, that's that, my question. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of it's actually kind of a hard decision to be honest with you because I mean the UFC show it has really, in my opinion, the main event and uh, that's about it. Uh, there's a couple other good matches, you know, decent, but nothing that you know really makes me just want to go out of my way to see it. The mm-hmm. fiction show does have some matches that I do want to see, but I just have a feeling that it's just. I don't know. I just don't have. I, I, I just uh, you know, just like I, I would like to see Fedor and Sylvia and maybe a couple other ones, but I just have a feeling it's going to be real low rent and uh, it might not come off uh, as good as it should on 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 pay per view. Mm. Well, see, I'm going to be missing both, so I'm going to have to watch them both on Sunday night, late, 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 when I get back from a from a wrestling show. But I'm busy all weekend, so. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have them. I'll have them both. I'll probably watch them late, 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 su- late Sunday, just because uh, I'm having my sponsor Jeff Dino up from San Diego for the weekend, and he is not an MMA fan, so we're not going to watch any of them because obviously he's not an MMA fan. Plus, we have work to do. But that's a whole different subject that we'll talk about on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it, that Affliction show is stacked, at least from the heavyweight standpoint. I mean. It's stacked. I mean, it, it's unbelievable the, the, the talent that they have lined up. Um, well, I, I'm going to – I want this to be an in-depth answer, Ed. Sylvia or Fedor? Um, I'm and why? I'm guessing Fedor. I, I really think Fedor – oh, man, it's like a Fedor in three years. Or someone a lot more than him, or someone he totally outclasses. So I mean, if it's the Fedor that fought in Pride, it would be no contest to be over in two minutes, two and a half minutes, no problem. But since, like I said, he hasn't fought anybody in a while, there's always a chance he could be rusty. Plus the fact that he's really not fighting a slouch. I mean, no one really likes mm-hmm. Tim Sylvia, and I could really care less about him. I mean, because he comes off as such a little bit in his interviews about crying about how fans don't like him or whatever and stuff. But he does have knockout power, and Fedor, uh, you know, he, for what you know, as tough as he is, Fujita hurt him, 
And Fujita is not really a Warcraft fighter at all. And Sylvia has that kind of power. He knows how to throw a better punch. He can always get that lucky, uh, just start off the fight. And, and what, what he could do is what happened with him as Randy. Randy could get one good one good punch in, and then they could just totally, like, screw his, throw his head. Maybe he's going to take it to him. But it, it, it all depends on what Fader, show, uh, what Fader shows up. I expect him to win. I actually hope he loses because I'm just sick and tired of people talking about Fedor is the greatest fighter ever when he's not fighting the best fighters out there to prove that he is the best fighter. So, uh, like I say, Fedor probably will win maybe in the uh, second round or at least second round, but I actually hope he gets his ass kicked and gets the fuck out. Uh, I think that uh, Fedor is ripe, ripe for the pickings for a loss, and I think Tim either will knock him the fuck out or hump him for five rounds. <clears throat> well, I don't... Hold him, you know? I don't see they being able to hold him for five rounds. I'm thinking Fader would actually be able to submit him if, if, if Sylvia tries to... try this on the ground. Fader, uh, to me, Sylvia's best chance is to use his reach, keep it standing, and um, just keep it standing and use his punching power and his ability to, you know, his stand-up abilities because, that's, to me, that's his best chance. Mm. Now, if you were a betting man, Ed, would you bet on this fight? What are the odds? Do you have them? Uh, I don't. I don't. Okay. Fedor, I think, is plus 200, I think. Plus 200. Okay, that's not, like, super outrageous. Uh, yeah, they're not wrong. Can... Yeah, I, don't, I, I think I'd try and – I don't think I'd make a bet on this one. Uh, yeah, this one, it's it's one thing to talk on the radio and pick one, but, I mean, it, still, you know, that that little piece of doubt in the back of your mind, you know what yeah. I mean? Where you're in Vegas, you're not going to plop down the money. It, you yeah. just really can't. And this is a very dangerous fight for Fedor. If he loses, you know, that kind of throws Couture out the window for now. Yeah, and, and, and in, see, a way, I, in a way, I kind of hope that happens. I mean, I love Randy Couture to death. I just didn't like how everything went down. I actually blame him more than the UFC by, uh, for what happened. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it would serve him and Fedor right if Fedor got knocked out for this because, you know, they they just did the, – it seems like they're the ones that aren't doing the right kind of business. And, you know, this is what I kind of hope happens. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, he, promoters are shady by nature. I understand that. But – there has to you have to respect the fans as well, and you know the going out. I think Randy went out like a punk, but that's just me. A champion should lose his title in the cage or the ring. That's just me. Don't walk away. Be a man. Deal with your commitment. You know you have three fights or whatever the fuck he had on his deal. You deal with it. You fight. Even even relinquish the title, but fight again. Go through your contract, and it's bullshit with the crap that he pulled and. You know, I, I that's why I'm hoping Fedor loses so it screws everything up. Because yeah. I know that the you know Randy has a has a piece of this. I know he does, obviously because he owns the Affliction you know clothing line. So you know yeah. he's he's there. Yeah, and then like uh, you know when he left and stuff. I mean it was just uh, everything that he said that they like were screwing him on the money or whatever. It wasn't. A, I'm pretty sure it was proven that it was. It was bullshit, and he pretty much was either. If he wasn't the highest, he was right there, you know. And you know, there's a lot of guys fighting for a couple grand on these shows. He's got no. He's in the bitch when he's making, 
as much money as he wants for the UFC. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he wanted to fight for Door, and they yeah. just couldn't come to terms, and that's why he left. You know, I think that's what it was. And but, but you know, what else am I going to say about that? What do you think they're going to draw? Oh shoot, dude! I don't know, man. I mean, like, uh, it's kind of funny how Donald Trump was going on doing the interview, saying how the show's just totally sold out, and you can go and buy six to eight tickets in every price range, basically. So, uh, I'm thinking maybe it'll be seventy percent in the building, uh, maybe more. They probably paper it, you know. They don't. They probably don't want to, so they'll probably paper the shit out of it. But I'm thinking paid, it'll be between 60 to 70. Uh, pay-per-view, uh, they're, they're not going to get anything but the hardcores and the real mm-hmm. hardcores at that because of the UFC show going on at the same time. So, I mean, it, it's not going to make any money, dude. It ain't making no money at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're going to draw pretty well, though. I think they'll get maybe 20000 Or no, wait a minute. They're in the Anaheim. I'd say they probably they get pretty close to a sellout. I think. Yeah, we'll either see. way it'll look good. I mean, they'll, they'll, they will paper it if they have to, so you know. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, that are that are uh, coming in for the show. So. Yeah, so it's 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 going to be a fun show, and you know, no matter what. You know they're they're stacked. I mean, let, all right. Let's uh, we'll start at the bottom. The uh, fights that are airing on Fox Sportsnet. Uh, we have uh, Baby Baby Amalenko Alexander against Paul Buntello from American Kickboxing Academy. Uh, we'll, we'll give me a winner on that one. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with ba- Baby uh, Emilianenko. Uh, Buntello, you know, he's got some knockout power, but he's also Lost, you know, some fights where he's actually gotten his ass kicked pretty good. Plus, he's not in the best. He's not the best in the shape fighter there is out there, man. So, uh, I'm gonna go with Fedor probably. It'll probably be a knockout. I'm sure it'll probably won't even go past the first round. I think they'll just go stand there and bang. And I'll go with baby, uh, baby Fedor. Hmm. Yeah, I think so too. But they're, they're gonna be banging. So that's just gonna be fun stuff. Um, Vitor Belfort, the guy I just can't stand against uh, UFC cast off Terry Martin at 185. This is a, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it uh, depends on, you know, who shows up. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. if it's the guy who fought, you know, way back in the early days and, you know, uh, I mean, God, if you, you talk about one UFC fighter that never lives up to his fucking potential, this is the dude right here. I mean, he, he he has the ability, he's got the talent to come in and smoke fucking carry, but you don't know where his fucking head is. You know, he's fucking, he's out there sometimes. And Terry Martin, he's a decent fighter, but he can be knocked the fuck out. I mean, he's, uh, James Irvin knocked him the fuck out. He was uh, almost had Chris Lieben knocked out and got a little cocky and fucking, then he fucking hit the ground pretty hard. Uh, so it's, it's tough, man. Um, I'm thinking Terry Martin just because I'm thinking he'll be more in tuned and he'll have his head in the game and uh, hope uh, I think he he'll pull it out because uh, I don't know I don't see where what's his name fucking gonna have the mental uh, the mental you know I don't think he's gonna be mentally ready for this fight. Mm-hmm. 
And um, an intriguing fight, Andre Arlovsky against the IFL's Ben Rothwell. That's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, it, um, and this is another fight on what fighter shows up. I mean, everyone remembers the early Arlovsky when he was a champion and was right about to become champion. I mean, he was kicking people's asses and he got knockout power. But um, how long has it been since he's had an entertaining fight? You know, he had that totally worthless fight with Sylvia, the third one, which was just, God, that was one of the most boring fights ever. And another fight where he didn't look good at all. Rothwell, I don't know a whole lot about I never really watched a whole lot of IFL. I just never, it just never interested me at all. You know, there was just a lot of lower fighters, lower production, so I never really got into it too much. But I'm going to go with Rothwell. Uh, I just don't see Arlovsky. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, I don't think he's mentally going to be there. You know, he's hurting from losing his girlfriend. You know, he's, he's, uh, the only thing he's been doing to stay in the limelight lam- is, uh, breaking up uh, lesbians on uh, Jerry Springer. So I don't know how how well he's been training. So I'm going to go with Rothwell on this one. Yeah, I, I agree. Rothwell is, is, is a hidden gem. Um, he's a pretty good heavyweight. So, and, and he's going to, you know, <clears throat> at least, at least he'll, if he doesn't win, he'll be a strong opponent. And uh, it, it, if they, if affliction has not, you know, locked him up. Um, if he has a good showing, UFC will snatch him up real quick. Uh, so yeah, he'll be he'll be real real quick pickup. And uh, we have in the 185 class again, um, Little Nog, uh, the smaller of the Nogueira brothers against Edwin Dewey's, which should be interesting. Um, I see um, this one's going to be more of a grappling type of bout. I think. Uh, Edwin Deweese is a really good grappler, uh, American-style type grappling, and, uh, you know, Little Nog is, you know, obviously the pedigree. and But he does tend to throw hands, too, so that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, what do you think of this one? I'm, I'm going with uh, Little Nog. Um, I'll never forget Edwin Deweese. Uh, uh, I'll never forget his fight with Chris Lieber. The whole mm. fight, all he wanted to do was take it to the ground. He wanted to take it to the ground. No matter everything he did was to uh, get that fight to the ground. And when he finally did, Chris Levin submitted him. And Chris Levin was not a submission fighter, dude. So you got that pedigree with Little Nog. I mean, he's just going to be too good on the ground. And I don't see Edwin having the stand-up to be able to get an upset like uh, like I think Sokaju did or something. So mm. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Little Nog all the way on this one. And I I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over the IFL guys. There's a couple of them. There's like three fights from IFL. Mark Homnick will be taking on uh, uh, Savant Young. Uh, this should be a fun one. Uh, Homnick is really good, and Savant Young is is one of those gatekeeper type of uh, 170 guys. You know where he's always around. He's always in the mix, um, and he'll you know he'll fuck with people. Uh, this should be fun. Um, like I said, these are IFL guys, so you probably don't know much about them, so we'll skip up. We have uh, Fabio Nagayo taking on my personal favorite uh, middleweight in the world, Matt Lindland. Um, the question is, what round will Lindland take him out in? Yeah, uh, Lindland, you know, he's, shoot, man, I thought he was actually going to beat Fedor on that one fight until Fedor grabbed the damn ropes and he ended up falling on top of him. I mean, 
Lillard is a uh, man. He's a you know he's a good fighter. He gets you in the clinch. He's gonna take you down. He's gonna do whatever he wants to. You. Uh, but he 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 is susceptible to an upset or to lose him in a real. I think he knocked himself out one time slamming somebody. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't think this guy's good enough. Uh, is in Leland's league, so I'm gonna go with Leland. But I wouldn't be. It wouldn't just shock me if something happened. Okay, we have uh, Mike Whitehead against Renato Babalu Sobral. Babalu's coming back to the states. What do you think on this one? Um, <clears throat> people underestimate Whitehead. You know, he he doesn't look like he's, like, in good shape or anything, but he actually is. Uh, I actually have seen him fight once or twice on the ISL. I think I saw him beat the crap out of Mark Carr, Kerr, but that was Mark Kerr. That wasn't no big thing. But he's a tough guy. You know, he'll stand there and bang. He's decent pretty much all around. Um, I just don't see him winning this one, man. Uh, I think Babalu, Babalu is good on, he's good standing, he's good on the ground. Um, he beat the living shit out of that one guy and from the, the one where he didn't want to let go of the, uh, the position. And, uh, I mean, uh, David Heath, I'm sorry. Yeah, David Heath. David and, Heath. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Babalu, I think Babalu should win. But I hope he loses because I didn't actually. I thought that was some pretty poor ass sportsmanship, and you shouldn't be doing shit like that. And Karma's a bitch. You never know when Karma's gonna come back and bite you on the ass. So I'm mm-hmm. uh, going Babalu, but in like like also in the Fedor fight, I'm hoping that uh, Whitehead wins. Okay. I just don't see well, him winning. I, I'm I'm gonna say Whitehead. Um, Babalu's gonna have to put Whitehead away because Whitehead will not stop. He is a bull. Uh, so it, it's up to Babalu to win the fight. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that's that's what it is. I mean, Babalu's got to stop him. If not, Whitehead will just pound the living hell out of him on the ground. So, it, you know, it's completely up to, to uh, Babalu to win this one. Uh, the semi-main event, the baby-faced assassin, Josh Barnett against Pedro Hizzo. Battle of the big boys. Who do you got on this one? Ed? Yep, I lost Ed. We're gonna wait for Ed to call back in. Okay, let's uh let's plug our sponsor once again. Uh WrestleWarehouse.com, uh wrestling DVDs, T shirts, uh Lucha Libre masks, um bunch of uh bunch of other projects that are coming out in the very near future, so keep your eyes out on uh WrestleWarehouse.com. Um we've got some exciting plans in the works. So uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled on that. Let's uh, get Mr. Ed back on the phone. We lost you, brother. Yeah, my phone must have cut out or something, but I'm back. Okay. All right, we have Barnett and Hizzo. Okay. This one, <laughs> this is one of those fights where uh, Barnett should just just fucking run through him. I mean, their last fight was, I remember the last fight was pretty good, but God, how, how, many, how long was it ago? Where um, he was actually winning pretty much most of the fight, but then he ended up getting knocked out because uh, Rizzo does have knockout power. Uh, Rizzo had been on a downslide, wasn't looking good at all. 
Uh, he did win his last fight, though, I think, Jeff Monson. Monson. Yeah, and uh, I see Barnett winning, going, you know, running through him, but it's one of those things where one punch could uh, end it because Barnett, uh, you know, he can be knocked out. And uh, but I just, I think, uh, I think Rizzo's just too far on the downslide. He's been around too long. He's been. Uh, I just don't think he's going to take it. Barnett's been, uh, you know, he hasn't fought anyone very recently, but you know, he was doing quite well for himself in Pride. And uh, so I see, I'm seeing Barnett's probably going to knock him out on this one. Mm. It's a pretty good pick. I think that Josh is going to catch him and 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 tap him. Um, I, I just I have just because Josh Barnett is is he's one of the the hybrid type fighters that you know he's a pancreation guy from Seattle. You know those guys they. You know they 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 are like the anti-jitsu. They they work on their own type of submissions and and different stuff. So I I think he's he's gonna he's gonna put him down with a good punch and then he's just gonna hop on and you know lock on a guillotine or something and just tap him. Uh, yeah, he should win pretty easily. Yeah. He should get his revenge. Hmm. Yeah, and if he wins, well, that would if well, I would say the winner would be in line for a shot against the Fedor. Sylvia winner after Couture, um, you know, if the old man can pass medicals. But so we went through uh, Tim and Fedor. So uh, that runs down the affliction card. Um, this thing is pretty fucking stacked for, you know, for a pay per view. You know, it's really, really, really stacked. There's a lot of really good fighters and good matchups. So, um, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to run down the, uh, the uh, fight night card. For this coming Saturday, we're going to start with the dark stuff. Um, Tim Cridor against K.O. Yarborough from the last Ultimate Fighter season. Um, man, I'm not too sure because I'm not super familiar with uh, both both of these guys at all. Um, that's the one thing. I'm, ex- I'm actually expecting a really good show from USC, but uh, as far as, like, name values, you know, there's not a whole lot on this show. But I think a lot of guys maybe have are gonna have the opportunity to break out. Um, well, that, God, that's dude, what really... the fight night shows. That's what the fight night shows are are supposed to be in theory. You have the one or two big fights on top, and but they're not uh, pay per view caliber main events. But they are fight night main events. And then you have the younger kids underneath, and it gives them a chance to move up. So, you know that that. That that's the whole premise behind the fight night, I think, or at least as far as I'm concerned. So it gives oh. these younger kids a shot. Um, well, let's we'll skip over that one. We'll go to CB Dalloway, the uh, guy who lost twice in the semifinals against rough, rowdy, drunken, disorderly Jesse Taylor. This this actually should be a real fun fight. <laughs> um, you know, you got like. Uh... You got a guy who's got a lot of potential, a lot of tools, but uh, he's a quick tapper, and he's a real quick tapper. So, but I just don't see Jesse really getting a submission on him. I think they're going to go in there and bang, and uh, it's up to CB. I think if CB actually conditions himself and he's in good shape to go three rounds, I'm thinking he's gonna he's gonna win. But you never know, and then. You never know. Jesse could, uh, you know, he has. I think he has the ability to to beat him. 
I just don't think he will. I think it's going to be uh, TV all the way. Um, I think Taylor's going to take it either in a late tap or not even a late knockout or decision. Um, CB doesn't have a large gas tank, and he tends to gas. So, but then the asshole's going to win, and I honestly don't think that Jesse Taylor should be fighting in the UFC. He completely disrespected Dana and the company and completely disrespected, and he should not be fighting for the company. I don't give a fuck if they didn't want him to go to Elite XC or whatever. That's not the point. The point is these guys are supposed to be professionals, and this cocksucker was the farthest thing from. Yeah, and if you look back to that other season, you know, how long did it take for uh, the two guys who got into the fight outside the house? They, it took, uh, I think one of them just fought in Europe. But, I mean, that was, it took a long time for them to bring him back. And this guy's coming back, what, uh, a month later, two months later mm-hmm. at the most. So I just don't think it's fair that they're doing this, you know. I mean, it's kind of bullshit, you know. You got to punish the guy. You need to punish the guy. And the guy made you all look fucking stupid, you know, acting like a fool. He ain't even had a real, he ain't even had a real fight because the fights that he had, aren't they ex- considered exhibitions in the Ultimate Fighter? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. he's, he's talking about he's a UFC fighter. He ain't a UFC fighter yet. <laughs> He'll be one after this fight. But, you know, I mean, they should have uh, they should have kicked him out and made him wait like it, make, make, make him earn it, dude, make him win a few fights in a EXC or Alexi or whatever. And, uh, you know, they didn't. So I actually kind of hope he gets his ass kicked for that, <laughs> you know. Or at least busted up. You know, a good little uh, broken nose would be nice. Um, I don't know anything about Brody Farber, but he is fighting the debuting from the IFL, Rory Markham, who is, is an exceptional fighter. Um, obviously, I think they, they threw a can in there for Rory, but this is going to be fun. Uh, Markham is a really good fighter. Um, well, I'm going to skip the undercard stuff, and, and we'll move up. Uh, looks like this should be the TV opener in the lightweight division, Hermes Franca against Frankie Edgar. Oh, boy, here we go, 155. Yeah, this should be a good fight. Uh, I'm interested to see where uh, uh, Franco's head's at. Uh, He was looking really good uh, up until his fight with Shirk, where he just wasn't strong enough. Uh, Shirk just had too much of a size advantage, too much of a strength advantage, and just held him down for five rounds. And then Franco, you know, got busted for the steroids. Um, Edgar's, Edgar's a decent fighter. Um, you know, he's had some exciting fights. It's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a war, dude. I think this might be the sleeper fight of the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go with the, the experience and I think I'll go with Franca, but it, it's pretty, I wouldn't bet, I wouldn't put money on this fight. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to pick a winner because, Ed, you and I are both going to be the winners by being able to, being ha- being have the pleasure to watch this one. Um, this is going to be another one of those 155, you know, tornado matches that they're just going balls to the wall, you know. And and the thing is, I, I get the feeling that these little 155 pounders feel that they need to prove that they belong on the main event of pay-per-views. And with that outlook, they're going to have the best best fight on the show. And that I love it. I love it. Since they brought yeah, back the lightweight division, spend money. Yeah, it has been. I mean, 
there's been some really great fights, man. I mean, and there's some great fighters, man. DJ, Guida, uh, the guy who beat Guida. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot. God, I mean, you could just throw out match after match after match, dude. I mean, it's just the lightweight division is the most stacked by far. See, they, have, they, have enough, they have enough quality 55-pounders to have a 16-fighter Grand Prix. They have that amount of fighters to actually do a Grand Prix, and I hope they do it, um, not all in one night, but over over shows. I, I love the tournament idea. Um, not I, I like how Pride did it, where they would do it on one show and then on the next show and the next show, <clears throat> where I think that they should do that for the lightweights just because that is their strongest division. No matter what anybody says, the 55-pounders are the, is the top division in UFC. And that's hands down because you can plug any two of those guys in there and headline any show, and that's that's how I figure the strength of divisions are. Um, what, what are your thoughts on 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 my opinions there? Yeah, if there was if there was ever going to be a time to do a tournament, it would be with the lightweights that they have right now. I mean, you you wouldn't even have to put BJ in there. You could say BJ off for like the winner of the tournament tournament. Yeah, exactly. And, you'd still be able to have 16 good guys in there. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't even pick a winner. I mean, God, because you got, you got Kim Flo, you got Warta, you got Guida, you got Griffin, you got, you know, these guys. You got Shirk, you know, if he, if he sticks around. You got, you know, it's just, it's the division is so stacked. And you can't say this about uh, the heavyweight division. You can't say this about the welterweight division. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just without a doubt the best, the best division. Hell, you could get uh, what's his name from the WEC to move up and wait. Maybe he could have a good run. Uh, Faber, right here. Yeah, Faber. Faber could you know add a little weight, and I think he could compete in, in the tournament and maybe pull up some upsets and maybe be a, a, content, a challenger. There you go. Okay, I don't know these guys, so uh, we'll go to Jake O'Brien against the debuting. Uh, fighting out of San Jose, the American Kickboxing Academy, Cain Velasquez. Uh, Velasquez is the great Latino hope in the heavyweight division. Um, hopefully, he can. He's a he's a world class wrestler, but he's also got some hands. So you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with him and Jake. Uh, well, what do you think of this one? Um, I'll go with uh, Velasquez. Um, Jake's never really. <clears throat> he's never really impressed me. I mean. You know, he's won some fights, but he's never really impressed me. And it would be very good for the UFC to start getting some really good Hispanic fighters, because that's the only thing that's the only, that's the one group that they haven't been able to take away from boxing is the Latino, the Latino mm-hmm. audience. And uh, if you get some more guys to go with Wartam, and you start to push Diego more, and if this guy makes a good run, you can make a you know you can make a real push. And if they were to take the, the Hispanic, Latino audience away from boxing, boxing will be dead within a few years, you know. So hopefully, you know, it'll work out. You know, I don't know a whole lot about about him as a fighter. I haven't seen, never seen him fight, but I'm going to pull for him just for the fact that, you know, they could use some, you know, a Latino hero to, to push. Well, he's not hype. He's not hype. I, I, can, I can vouch for that one. He is not hype. Um UFC has already got it's like Unleashed, but it's in it's in Spanish, that airs on uh, Spanish channels and in Mexico. So they're gearing up to um, quote unquote invade Mexico. 
Um, they have, you know, they have the Latino fighters in their stable. Uh, they, you know, they're ready to do it. It's just a matter of time. So, and, yeah. you know, I, I think that, I don't think that, that the bigger guys would, would work down there because how many, how many Mexican heavyweights have, boxers have you seen, honestly? Yeah, you don't really see too many. There are yeah. many, like, the flyweights, lightweights. And, uh, mm-hmm. someone, uh, Oliver Kopp told me that there is, there is a small there is a chance that they are looking for doing a show in San Antonio for the UFC, and um, it would be perfect if you could get like maybe a title match with Warta against BJ, throw in Diego with a really good match, and if this guy wins, put him in the match, and you could really make a good push for the you know to get a big Latino popul- uh you know crowd in there, and that's how you start it. You know, you start with one good crowd with one good show. And you build from there, you know, so hopefully everything will work out, and hopefully I'll be able to get to see a UFC show live down here without having to fly all the way to Vegas for it. Yeah, there you go. And the semi will be uh, moving down to 205, the truth Brandon Vera, taking on IFL veteran Reese Andy. Um, let's just go through his IFL wins or his IFL fights. Uh, not many names here. Justin Levin's. Um, not too many names that this guy's fought, but you know it's gonna be at least uh, at least some type of a test for Vera to at least see if he can hit 205. Um, I think Vera's just gonna kill this guy in the first, but that's just me. Uh, Vera's just scary. He's got that. Well, talent. he ha- he has yeah, you know, like you say, he has a lot of talent. But uh, his two last fights, let's see, the Sylvia fight. Whether he broke his hand or not, if you broke your hand before the fight, don't take the goddamn fight. If he broke his fight during, you know, during the uh, the fight, you know, I don't. He he just pissed me off in that in that Sylvia fight because all he did for freaking three rounds was grab a hold of the clinch, and didn't try and take him down. He just held him, just stood there, and it was just real frustrating as hell watching that fucking fight, dude. And in the next fight, uh, the one he just lost. Overseas, you know, he got taken down, he got mounted. Whether he was hurt or not at that exact moment, you know, he probably wasn't. But he was mounted. He was gonna. It was just a matter of time before the ref was gonna have to stop it anyway. So he's mm-hmm. got all the time in the world. He pisses me off though. He and he talks like a jackass on the interviews. I, I actually hope he gets his fucking ass kicked on this fight. I even put money at, uh, on the other guy. Uh, with this guy I work with, man. Uh, so, um, yeah, I hope Barry loses. I can't stand that fucking asshole. It's it's a it's a shame. The kid has got all the talent in the world, all the tools. I think that it's bad management and and bad social uh, social structure because the kid was a military. You know, it really doesn't make sense. You know, you're in the military, you get disciplined. You learn to be disciplined. And, you know, I don't understand this. You know, but, yeah, he is a jackass. All yeah, right, well, got, yeah, I think his, his big his big victory was over Frank Muir. And it was right after Muir had the car wreck and where at the time Muir didn't give a fuck. It seemed like he just wanted to have these fights just so he could earn his money or whatever. And he had no heart, no training whatsoever, so... Now, if he would have beat the Frank Muir that was the UFC champion or the Frank Muir that fought, like, the last time, you know, that would say something. But to me, that's not – you can't really measure him by that victory, you know. So we'll find out, you know. If, uh, I think this guy's going to come in 
I don't think he's going to be afraid of Vera. I think he's going to come in and try and bang. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, on paper, Vera should win hands down. But like I say, I hope he gets his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And the main event, moving up from from 185, Anderson Silva taking on my dog from Northern California, the Sandman, James Irvin. Here we this go. Is, this is, I mean, this is going to be a good fight. It, it, I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's going to be a war standing. And, uh, and even if it goes to the ground, it'll still be exciting. But uh, Silva's just, I don't know, man. I, I can't bet against the guy. The guy is too skilled. He knows how to throw. Good. I mean, he might be smaller, but his shots are going to have more on him just for the fact that he knows how to throw better punch, sharper punches and stuff. And Irving, man, he's no joke. I mean, he's got some great knockouts there. I mean, and then, but here's the thing. His knockouts were like on some kind of crazy move. You know, he had the flying knee against Martin. He had the Superman punch against Houston. I don't see Silva being accessible to some little, uh, I don't want to say like a gimmick punch, but I don't see him being, losing on something like that. Uh, you know, I think he's too smart, too good of a fighter to be surprised by something unorthodox. So uh, I'm going to go with Silva on this one. I think he's just overall a better fighter. If he goes to the ground, it's really going to be in his favor big time. And, um, you know, so I'm going to go with Silva, but it's just one of those things where, the guy does have a, he is going to have a size advantage, that's for sure. And uh, you never know how how that's going to play out, you know. Sometimes it'll, it really helps you a lot, having a size advantage. But um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Silva. Uh, I, think, I think he's going to win this one. I think he'll be dominant in the, I, I think he'll be dominant in the light heavyweight division. I think he'd be able to beat, uh, I think he could beat, uh, uh, Vanderlei, I think he could actually beat Chuck, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with Silva, man. I mean, it's crazy for him to be doing it. He doesn't have to. You got to give him credit for having some big balls to fucking take a fight in a higher uh, division when you're the champion of yours and you can just stay there and just beat these guys like you've been doing. So, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a champion right there who's willing to take more competition at a higher weight, you know. So I hope he wins, man. I really do I hope he wins. It does. It does take a you know a set of watermelons to move up, and but I I really don't like the the fact that a champion in a different division is moving up. It's not. It's disrespectful. But that's just me. You know. I mean, at least relinquish the belt and move up. And but I you know I, I think that um, Irvin is just going to catch him and knock him the fuck out. It's not going to go past the first round. Uh, I'm I'm picking Irvin in the upset. And I've just placed a hundred dollars on that, so I am going for the underdog, and you know my boy James Irvin is going to take him out. So I, I just, and he'll knock him back to the middleweight division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> well, we have ran down the card for both shows. Well, we have a couple minutes before we're gonna uh, we're gonna cut off the show. We're gonna we're just doing a short show tonight, just because uh, I have you know stuff to get together for the weekend. Now, uh, what's this I hear about a drunk cast, Ed? 
Oh, yeah, we'll be doing the third show uh, this Friday at uh, 9 o'clock Central. I guess that would be 7 o'clock on the West Coast. Uh, I've done two so far. They've come. I, I think they've come out very well. Uh, you know, pretty good. I've had about at least five to six callers on uh, both shows, but um, for the most part, they are friends of mine, so I can't say that. You know, everybody wants to call on my show. But uh, yeah, we just go. We have a few drinks, you know, and we just talk about just uh, just whatever, dude. You know, just it's more of a conversation, just guys getting drunk and just talking shit to each other. So. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I'm very happy with the first two episodes. Very happy with them. I think they came out great. And uh, this this week we don't really have a set topic. We're just going to talk about random bullshit. And um, we might actually finally get to talk a little wrestling. <laughs> we've, we've, we've talked, one, one of my co-hosts is an indie worker, and uh, we've talked a little bit about that. But maybe uh, maybe this Friday we'll actually, you know, get to talk about WWE and some other stuff, and hopefully we'll have a... You know, good time, and uh, you know, everyone, give it a check it out. Uh, it's on uh, BlogTalkRadio.com. Uh, in the search, just type in "drunk cast" or type in "Ed in San Antonio," all one word, and it'll take you to the archives and show you when the next show's up. So, yeah, give me a chance, check it out. You might enjoy it. You know, it's not for everyone. I'll say that right here. You know, it's more of a mature uh, show, and uh, you know, yeah. Uh, give me a chance, check it out, maybe you'll like it. Mature. How about immature? Yeah, that'd probably be a better word, immature. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed, I'm I'm gonna be missing it this week. I won't be calling in. Um like I said, I'm having a guest up for the weekend and we are we are going to be uh, having fun stuff, wrestling related, so yeah, it's a exciting weekend Definitely. here for uh for us, so it's going to be a yeah, tremendous, heard, uh, tremendous weekend. I heard uh, Buddy Wayne gave you a big plug on the uh, uh, the three or four daily today on uh, F4W. Yeah, he let the cat out of the bag, man. I was going to announce it after after we take care of the shit this weekend, but you know it's going to be fun shit. So the Badger Brothers, that was funny as hell. I know that, that was, was stuff. funny. Dude. <laughs> that was yeah, hilariously funny. They're going to get a kick out of it. I can't wait to see uh, the, the shoe with Buddy, or it's a round table, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, possibly. We're 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 working things, trying to see. Well, either way, it'll be entertaining. I mean, the Buddy Wayne, when you know, when I first joined F4W, and I heard he was doing a show every like other week. It's like, aren't they going to run out of stuff to talk about? Mm-hmm. And it's constantly just an entertaining show. I mean, Buddy's just a good personality. He he's. Uh, he knows a lot of stuff about like stuff outside of wrestling, like this is re- reality. Re- uh, re- uh, TV reviews are awesome. I mean, Buddy's a good guy. He's been there. He's seen all kinds of shit. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, what uh, whatever you're able to do with him. I mean, it should be uh, it should be pretty good, man. Buddy's a good guy. That and any if anybody out there deserves a payday, it's Buddy. So that's yeah. all I gotta say. Buddy's a good guy and. You know, he's helped me out a few times, and, you know, I've returned the favor as well. Um, actually, um, our past, our our show this past Tuesday with Max Payne, uh, Buddy called in to, to uh, talk to Max. So uh, those that, that are listening to this, um, either live on the stream or in the archive, if you did not listen to this past Tuesday's Max Payne show, you need to listen to it. It's uh, probably, I, I would say, 
I'm my own worst critic, Ed, and I would say it's it's a tie for my best show ever. My best show ever was without snow, but that's personal personal for me. But this was just amazing, and and you have to listen to Buddy Wayne and uh, Max Payne talk about the beer bottle story, and that's all I've got to say. That's that's a selling point for this past week Tuesday show. It's just uh, just disgustingly amazing. But uh, yeah, uh, the those of us at uh, WrestleWarehouse.com, we do have some stuff in the works. Um, I'm not going to announce anything until next week uh, because we need to make sure that things go through and and are finished and completed. But we do have some neat projects going on this weekend. So uh, Ed, thanks for coming on, brother. Uh, no problem at all, Casey. Whenever you need any help, just give me a ring. I'll be more than happy to return the favor. Whenever you want to call in to my show and plug your show, feel free to. Tremendous, tremendous. All right, brother, well, I'll be talking to you. And uh, take it easy. Cool, man. Take it easy, bro. I'll right. talk to you again. All right. Ah, that was the world-famous Internet and radio phone call whore Ed in San Antonio, my dog. Uh, he jumped in last-minute replacement as a co-host to run down uh, the uh, Affliction and UFC Fight Night 14 cards. Um, I really appreciate it, Ed. Yeah, uh, that would be on Blog Talk Radio. You type in Ed in San Antonio, Woodward, or John Cast. Um, he's done two shows so far. I, I highly recommend it. Um, it's not for everybody. Um, like you said, it is mature, so there's some foul language and all that other good stuff, but you know, it's it's fun stuff. It's you know, it's wacky. It's something different. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So let's see. Let's stay on the air for a few more minutes when I get upstairs. See if we have any callers on the line. Yep. For those that are in uh, Northern California this Friday, big time wrestling in Newark, California. BTWrestling.com. Get your tickets. Come on out, say hi to KZ, and Jeff Dino from SoCal Pro Wrestling and Wrestle Warehouse will be in the house. And on Sunday, I will be in Sacramento for Supreme Pro Wrestling, SPWWrestling.com or SPWrestling.com, I can't remember, or even SupremeProWrestling.com. Um, I'll be running a gimmick table, come on out, buy a lucha mask, uh, support your friends at Wrestle Warehouse. Uh, the more money you give us, the more projects that we can do for you guys in the future. Um, also, you can check out our other sponsor, FogCityWrestling.com, and their TV will be debuting August 1st uh, in the local market. Uh, I'm not sure if they have a distribution deal or not on their website or anything like that, but one last plug, RebelGuardRadio.com for our first half of our archives, BlogTalkRadio.com backslash RebelGuardRadio, second half of our archives, you can hit us on MySpace, myspace.com backslash Radio. Be talking to you guys on Wednesday, or next Tuesday. Later.